I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog, with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Good to see you, Cindy Wads. You too, Christian Bush. So, um, someone tried to sell me a coffin today. They did. I said, that's the last thing I need. I don't understand. You don't see that as a joke? No. The last thing you're going to need is a coffin. Oh, well. It's like the joke was so <laughs> close to your face, it almost hit you. And you were just looking just right past it. No. Well, I was looking past it because I'm distracted by your hat. Oh, what hat am I wearing? The one with a flag on it. Oh, you know, a lot of people come to me and they're like, man, Ukraine, Ukraine. And I'm like, that's the Bahamas. <laughs> but cool. I hear you. Right. Um, do, did you know flags growing up? Is that one of the things? Absolutely not. So if you saw a flag, you'd be like, that could be France or it might be Mexico. I don't know that I'm that bad. Okay. But I I was exposed to flags as a kid from East Tennessee by watching the Olympics. Right. It's yeah. how I got my first like, whoa. And because it was a little overwhelming on the inside of the social studies book, mm -hmm. looking at all the flags, I was like, it oh, is. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. But I think the obvious ones I always got. Right. You know? Like Japan or China. Right. And Korea, because it was mm -hmm. kind of like Japan's. Yep. Right. Uh, you could always figure out the, the Russian one. True. Except now they're, you know, well, let's not get into geopolitics, but, right. um, we're talking, we're talking I, about something. <laughs> well, I think one of the most interesting thing is the flags that contain other flags. Yeah. So, uh, which is another geopolitical kind of fun situation i always wish that baseball teams or football teams would have done the same thing like if you were the rams in la you had to carry forward <laughs> some sort of thing when you opened up in a new city like just like if you were a british colony you have to have one part of your flag is the british flag <laughs> that's hysterical i always thought that would be funny that i also thought funny. that it would be funny if golf was a timed sport like you oh, had to play Lord. it within a certain amount of time and you yes. had to run between the, you got extra points. Like you yeah. get a stroke off if you can get it there 10 minutes before the other guy. Um, I really like that plan. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to book in this and then I'm going to start walking into our, our pairing. But um, okay, here's dad joke. You ready? Okay. I'm going to try really hard this time. Is it crazy how saying sentences backwards creates backward sentences saying how crazy it is? As a writer. <laughs> My brain just exploded and we already weren't doing very well, apparently. So, so this is all a setup because I feel like today's song is yeah. like a giant dad joke. Perfect. Because what would you expect from me? Nothing right. less, right? <laughs> this pairing today is um, a song from 52 called. Uh, um <laughs> I'm trying to see if I did the whole title because I right. just, I just retitled it. Okay. Don't this life just kill you? 
Yes. It depends on the day. And that in itself is a dad joke. Just the title. Right. Because, of course, you're dying every day. Were you trying to write a dad joke when you wrote the song? Um, no, but I, I, I think at the time I, I, when I rolled into this co-write, I was perceived as a witty writer. Oh. I wrote it with Marv Green. Oh, yes. And Marv was like, well, hmm. okay, let's, let's do that. Or, you know, I, I, it might even been his title, but I was like, ooh. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Can we write the funny part of that song <laughs> or that title? And he was like, sure. <laughs> so um, I, I just, I, I couldn't ever let go of it. And it obviously, I mean, the way we were writing it, it was never going to end up in the Marv Green like, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he has a lot. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm, I owe him a phone call. I'm supposed to write his bio. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the man has written some of the biggest hits in, in all of country music and is super casual, super smiley, super quiet. You know, he's just a really nice, nice guy. And um, I was shocked when we started in on this song and it got even like more and more funny. As it, I was like, is he really letting me do this? Like he's letting me go... <laughs> All the way down the rabbit hole. So let's, I'll stop talking about it. Let's just jump in. I knew this long haired girl who used to live on Love Street. Her heart got broken into smithereens She was driving and crying and accidentally backed in To the guy the whole time she was meant to be with Now they're happily married with three little beautiful kids Don't this life just kill you? Like roller coaster ride thrill you Never know what it's gonna do you don't this life just kill you? I knew this lady that saved every penny she ever made She died of playing it safe but they called it old age And the kids and the lawyers they fought it out like a ballroom brawl They burned through the cash no time at all I got an uncle that got some bad news the Doctor said he had a fight inside he was gonna lose They gave him four months to live That was seven years ago He swears it's the broccoli But nobody knows Don't this life just kill you Like roller coaster ride thrill you Never know what it's gonna do you don't this life just kill you? Yeah. We all celebrate the one we get. We hold on tight and make sure we try 
try to breathe it all in Did you ever stop to wonder Think about what it means When you're born and you die And the space in between Cause don't this life just kill you Like roller coaster ride thrill you Never know what it's gonna do you Don't this life just kill you Roller coaster ride through you. Never know, never know what it's gonna do. It's true, my friend. In the end, don't this life just kill? That's a fun one. It's super fun. And I'm listening to it. And I'm wondering, because the phrasing is different, is it hard to sing? Well, <laughs> no, I, I chose all that phrasing myself. So because you picked To it. make the words fit in. Yeah. And um, it's one of the things my brother has just pointed out to me recently. He's like, because we've been doing these musicals. Right. And he it's his job to be the music director to teach the actors how to sing the songs that I've sang uh, that I've, I've written for the thing mm-hmm. and he's like how do you phrase this stuff? Uh, yes. And I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" He goes, "You are able to phrase some things that other people can't do because I'm trying to teach other people and they can't do it." <laughs> right. I mean, in that <laughs> and I was song like, "I don't know is- what you're talking about." But when I hear a song like this, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of fun. That's I'm bouncing around like a rapper. Yeah, you are. Except I'm singing words because I'm a terrible rapper. Thank God. <laughs> but I do still like the way words bounce. Yeah. It's just, you know, I've done so many interviews over the years, and I think about all of the songs that people told me that they struggled with because of the phrasing. And it's nothing compared to that. <laughs> I mean, their their brains would explode. Like, they wouldn't even try. And you're like, no, it's fine. I did it. It's totally cool. <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. Well, I, I, I thank you. Um, it's a skill I guess I didn't realize I was developing. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't have a huge range. I, I can't do the things that Nettles can do where you're like, way up here. In the window. Like, yeah. And the, the long notes that last forever, like Andrew can do, but. But I can phrase things in a way that hopefully stimulates your brain in the same way or your heart. Like, yeah. But that, that song's just, that's the only recording I ever did of it. That was the actual demo, which I was like, I'm just going to mix it and put it on the album. So have you sang it since then? No. Okay. I'm, I, I'm going to. So then technically you don't know. I really don't know what I have done to myself. Exactly. But kind of. I mean, if I did it once, I can do it again. It's not. Maybe. Typically, I don't do the thing that people do where you punch. You punch in, in and out. In, in mm-hmm. and out. I, I typically like to sing down yeah. a, a song multiple times until I learn it. But I must have done it because I sang my own harmony. I must have done okay. Well, you think you've done it more than once, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh but it strikes me also as a song of, of humor. 
right? Or yeah. would you consider that a funny song or not a funny song? Did the broccoli line make you laugh? The broccoli line absolutely made me laugh. I just think, I think the song is super interesting for a lot of reasons. For because of the lyrics, like I said, because of the phrasing. Um, it's not it, what you would typically, it's just super creative. It's way, it's way more creative than what we normally get from contemporary country artists. Oh yeah, probably. You know what I mean? So for somebody, well, that came out really Southern for someone who, um, you know, all they do is listen to country radio and then they get that. It's going to be like a, you know, a hundred piece symphony. <laughs> It'll be different. You know? Right. Well, which is, which is that's fantastic. That's not wrong. But what's cool is that Marv Green wrote that too. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. And so did you. And so did I. And, yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is, you know, you can, that's the point. You can, you can be do, all of these you things. You can be all of these things. Yeah. Well, and it's not like that's all I am, but I, I do, I did like the idea that there was a way that you could be sly about saying, isn't life crazy? Yeah. How it has its ups and downs. And it's, it's kind of a way to use humor to talk about death, which is interesting because I, I love using humor in songs to talk about certain things. Cause mm -hmm. if you're laughing enough, you can deal with some things. That's a great point. And I feel like we've talked about death songs a couple times. Yeah. Recently. Well, I come at it from different angles and I, you know, it's one of the reasons I wanted to, to tee up this idea of being 52, right? So there's a technicality that you can't avoid, <laughs> which is you might be closer to saying goodbye than you were when to saying hello, right? You might be at 52. You can't help but think, well, am I old or am I getting old? Or does that mean I'm going to die at some point? Right. And, and you start to have those thoughts that you didn't have when you were 45. You definitely didn't have them when you were 35. Definitely didn't have them when you were 35. And when you're 25, it wasn't even a concept right. other than don't drive drunk. You know, like, right. There was, there were some things that were going to get you if you, if you made bad decisions in your twenties, but mostly you were invincible. Right. It's like, don't be stupid. You're going to be fine. But in your fifties that you get to the point where the doctor starts asking you questions, you start looking at your health in a different way. Um, but I, I, I wondered if there was a way to use humor yeah. <laughs> to look at all these kind of crazy things that happen in life. Like that was the, the stuff about my uncle was really interesting because I think we wrote that in and, you know, my aunt and uncle both had scares with, you know, bad news and have had to recover from it. Yeah. And, uh, and I always thought that was an interesting song, but you don't want the whole song to be about that. Right. And then I always have been fascinated with the idea that when we live our lives, the most important relationships we have are accidental. I can see that. Like the people that you were not planning on seeing or meeting in your life are pretty much the people that you have the longest standing relationships with. So just like in the first verse, the lady backs into a guy and then ends up marrying that guy and has three kids. Right. Right. And, and it's not the person that their parents had been like pushing them towards since kindergarten. 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's never that person. It's always the other one. And, but that's not enough for a whole song. You know, that's, it's almost, uh, a catch all this song has been for me, which I think is kind of cool. Combined with the fact that when you listen to it, it doesn't at all sound or feel like a catch all. No, it doesn't. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's really focused, but I think that's a testament to Marv. You know, he's, that guy's really good. Um, well, so is his partner. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're here. Um, just doing my job. Uh, no. So I, I paired this with a song that I also used humor for, which was a, a Sugarland song about, um, about things going wrong. <laughs> and, and it's the kind of things going wrong that I always notice whenever I've, I can feel it in my body when I'm like, where did I put my keys? <laughs> and then I'm like, well, where do you think you put your keys? Or typically it happens more, more often now of where's my phone. Oh yeah. And, and when you, if you've recently said, where's my phone, then your brain activates. Like you start touching your pockets. You start looking in the seat that you're sitting. Then you start retracing your steps. And then when you start to get up off of the chair that you're sitting in to go and start looking for that, you typically might run into the coffee table or, you know, you weren't paying enough attention and you just caught the corner of the kitchen, you know, uh, kitchen corner. And like, it's like a, a, a chain reaction of bad things happened in a row over and over again because you're stressed out about trying to find your phone. Yes. And it's as if one bad thing begets another. <laughs> and the more you get sort of in a tizzy, the worse things get somehow. That's absolutely true. <laughs> and it, it, it has always fascinated me how true that is. And then we still think that like talking about energy is yah yah. I'm like, but you know what? It's not that yah yah, people. No, it's real. It's real when bad things happen. Sometimes other bad things happen. So you have to somehow get a hold of yourself and calm down so that you're not manifesting those bad things, right? So you're not adding to the problem. And I've always wanted to write songs from this perspective. And we got one (laughs) in Sugarland with uh, Bobby Penson. And um, it was combined with my current obsession at the time with trying to... um, talk about things you couldn't talk about or say things you couldn't say on the radio. And uh, so we had a title called shit happens, which we uh, uh, posed Jennifer, the challenge. Can you go? It happens. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do it? Like she's like, Oh, I can do that. (laughs) You know, it's like saying, ah, don't you know? Shit happens. Yeah. But doing it in a way that you could actually play on the radio because Sugarland was having a lot of radio success. And I didn't, I wanted to play with that. So we wrote this song. My alarm clock ringing, woke up, telephone screaming, boss man singing his same old song. 
It's really a how to cuss in front of your kids and not get caught. <laughs> yes. How to cuss in front of your kids and kids and not get caught by Cindy Watts. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things that my daughter does is that she she doesn't curse. It's just it's, she doesn't or she doesn't curse often. But as a kid, she was so aware of her cursing opportunities. Oh, my son is there now. So we went around this corner um, on the way to uh, uh, a, like a lake holiday at Lake Raven. And there is, um, as we came around the corner, she looked up at the giant concrete holding the the river back that makes mm-hmm. uh, a lake. And she said, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me smile. It's like, oh, how I love you. That's so funny. (laughs) My child waiting for the perfect opportunity. That's so funny. My son turns, it's like he's exploring like how to turn everything into a cuss word, but not, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, what can he say at school and not get in trouble? So everything is heckin', the heckin' this and the heckin' that. The heckin'? The heckin'. Never heard of heckin'. 
He also likes Frickin, which I Frickin am familiar with. Yep. But heckin was a new one. I use Frickin sometimes. Yeah. I think it's a YouTube thing. You think Frickin is a YouTube I thing? I think Heckin is a YouTube heckin thing. Heckin is a YouTube I thing. think it's from dog videos. You know, it's like when they're trying to make the dogs talk funny, you know, <laughs> and you see it spelled out like H-E-K-K-I-N apostrophe. Heckin. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, what what are your favorite curse words that you have replied? Do you do like, shut the front door? Oh. Like, do you do any of those Southernisms? Um, I don't know. Do you dag nab it? I don't dag nab it. Um, you know what I do do sometimes? I see what you did there. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you do? I do, uh... <laughs> I do Golden Girls isms because oh, I love the speak. Golden Girls. Okay. So like the whole, well, turn me upside down and paint me blue. Ah, uh, okay. You know, I like that one. I use that one. I spent some time uh, working with a British band and that got really scary because they use the F-bomb like. It's you fr- know. Like it's freaking going out of style. Oh, yeah. Like it's freaking going out of style. <laughs> So, you know, it's like you're surrounded by that all day, every day. And you literally probably hear that word a thousand times and then you can go home to small children and you're like, I can't say that. Oh, this is bad. This well, is bad. I'll tell you what, in, in your, in your future, my children got to a point, uh, recently in the past year where they have just, they crossed the line. Oh no. And now they will curse in front of their father. Hmm. And, uh, it, it, it's, it's funny because at some point, um, uh, it becomes a pastime for them to cuss in front of to, you. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, they, the way they, the way they did it, they, you know, I, I, you know this, I think, cause we're friends, but, um, uh, listeners may or may not know this, that I am obsessed with, uh, board games and, yes. and they're, they're typically board games that are invented after, you know, 2001 or sometimes mid nineties. But one of the games that we play at my house is called Anomia, A-N-O-M-I-A. And it's a card game. Uh-huh. And what you're doing is you're, you're, you're just flipping over cards and it, if the shapes on the cards match somebody else, you have to say a thing from the category on their card before they can say uh, an answer from the category on your card. If you both happen to have a circle or you both happen to have a triangle or whatever. And, they got dirty anomia oh my. to play after dinner. And Camille <laughs> got one where she had to name a porn star <gasps> before I could name something else. And I was just like, I can't do this. I can't play this game. And when she named one, I just about fell out. I said, how do you know that? She was like, it's mentioned in a rap song, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whew, thank you for telling me what I needed to hear. You know, like, so I think there are levels of, of your children, uh, growing. And I think one of them is they curse in front of you. I think that's one of them. I think one of them is them drinking in front of you. I, I never shared a beer with my dad. Yeah. No, no. My, my dad still doesn't think I've ever had alcohol. Well, let's keep it that way. Right. Daddy. No. Mm -mm. Um, my mother knew that my brother and I both smoked cigarettes at some point and, but we never had a cigarette with her. Yeah. Um, so I think there are different levels that you cross through with your parent. You know, I, I never spoke to either of my parents about, you know, 
a time I had sex. <laughs> oh God, no. You know, I, 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 my mom would like, she was very aggressive about it. She would be like at a certain age at, at breakfast, there was your breakfast and then like orange juice or water or whatever. And then a condom <gasps> like, Hey, look, I know you're around some girls today. Put that in your pocket. Are you serious? Oh yeah. She would not mess around. Cause she was like, look, I, as long as you're, you know, don't get anybody pregnant. Oh my word. And it, it and it was a little different. My brother and I both went away to a boarding school. So we, we were taught sex ed mm-hmm. in our, our, you're in an all boys boarding school situations. Right. Um, but never from our parents. So that some of those gates that you go through, what I'm mentioning, mm-hmm. you know, where the, the relationship with your, your child has to grow as they grow. Right. You have to evolve your relationship. I'm saying this to people as an encouragement. I know. And, and it, to you, Cindy. I know. And my eyes are like I the size know. of golf balls right but, now. But oh, my goodness. Take it at whatever speed you need to go. But um, at what age was your mom giving you condoms? I mean, 16. Oh, my goodness. Well, she didn't know I was off at an all boys school. Like, what did she know? That was very responsible of her. And, and it, it embarrassed nervous. the crap out of me. And maybe I wasn't using them at that point, you know, because I, I didn't have any use for them. Right. But um, but if you needed it, you had it. But it was around. Yeah. You know, I was like 22 and told my mother I was going on a ski trip with a guy. And she goes, does that mean you're gonna? <laughs> does that mean you're gonna? Eat a pizza together? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, well. <laughs> well, I just, my encouragement is that uh, you do exactly like I did with these songs. You use humor. You use humor. It's a way that you can get into some topics you can't normally get into. You're very good at that. See? Yes. See how I wrapped all that together? Yes. And I also use the word wrapped right there. At the you end. use the word. Yeah, Wrap we, it up. We used a lot of words in this, uh, <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> this is a fun one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's all right. You did really well. I'm sweating. It's all right. It's sitting on my hands. Next week will be easier, I promise. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Cindy. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Or by leaving us a voicemail at 803-900-5252. Also, remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening and please join us next week.